If it took me three hours to figure out this one little piece, I'm sure I would have run into another thing that didn't work quite the way I wanted to, and then I'd be on YouTube or the internet trying to figure out how to do that. And probably 20 or 30 hours later, I would be finally finishing my website, but how much time of mine would that have actually cost me? Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. So we've been talking a lot this week about the importance of delegations, and one resource that's really helped me with that is the book Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. This book is helping you with a mindset reframe of not just how can I solve this, but who can solve this for me. I think one of the first levels of mindset shifts kind of within this space is going from that you can't do something to how can I. You hear a lot of people say that something can't be done, and Rather than saying can't be done, you want to be thinking, how can I do this? If your mind is already thinking it can't be done, then whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you're going to take actions that support that mindset. So that's the very important first shift that you want to be making is from a can't mindset to a how can I mindset. But who not how takes us actually a step further from not just how can I, but who can do this for me or who can help me with this? A lot of times I think entrepreneurs and a lot of people get trapped in that they can do this, that they can figure this out. I know for me, certainly, this is something that I've struggled with a lot. With my background in engineering, which is very much about problem solving, coming up with very technical solutions to problems, I've always felt that if I put my mind to it, I can solve a lot of issues that come my way myself. And I don't need to ask somebody for help. I don't need to pay for that because I can figure it out. But the problem with that is that I end up spending so much time figuring it out that I could have probably paid someone 30 bucks or 50 bucks to figure it out. So a great example of this was figuring out how to build the list, find the storage owner's information, and cold call the list. I've talked a lot about how I started by trying to do that all myself because I could figure it out and I could do that myself and I could save money that way. But after doing that for a month, I realized that I was making such slow progress because I was trying to do it all myself and focusing on how I can do it rather than who can help me do this. And so that's a perfect example. It took me a real long time to realize that this is worth delegating. And then another important thing to do is to think about how much time. Now, of course, if you're trying to figure something out for the first time, you're probably going to underestimate how much time it's going to take you to actually accomplish that thing. But what I would suggest is to try to think about a time where you decided to do something yourself, thinking I could figure this out. Think about how much time it actually took you and how much money you saved by doing it yourself relative to the amount of time that it took you. And it was that a good use of your time. So a practical example would be when I was building my website, I was thinking I can solve this. I'll go onto Squarespace. It seems like it's a relatively easy user experience, easy to pick up. I can figure this out on my own. And I started to do that. There was a few things that were pretty easy for me to figure out, but then I wanted to add a heading here or add a picture in a certain spot that the website really didn't want me to do. So then all of a sudden I went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out how to put this picture in this one location. And then I found that I needed to write code and I don't know how to write codes. And then I started trying to figure out what code to use. And after 
maybe three hours of playing around with this, I still hadn't figured it out. And what I ended up realizing was that I could go on to Fiverr and I just typed in build Squarespace website. And there's a whole bunch of freelancers who are experts at building websites in Squarespace. So I provided the words and the headings and the colors and some of the pictures, but they did all the formatting, the right pages, linking everything correctly. And it took about three days turnaround and I think about 150 bucks. Now I spent three hours of my own time trying to figure out one picture and how I could get it in the location I wanted. Let's say that I think that I'm worth $100 an hour. Three hours of my time is $300 to do one thing that I couldn't even figure out I was unsuccessful with. Could I have figured it out if I kept on going? Yes. But in the end, I ended up hiring someone on Fiverr and spent half that money to have the entire website built. So that's a perfect example of how rather than continuing to think, how can I solve this? I said, who can help me with this or who can solve this for me? And by spending $150, ended up saving myself a lot of money in terms of time by me outsourcing this. Because if it took me three hours to figure out this one little piece, I'm sure I would have run into another thing that didn't work quite the way I wanted to. And then I'd be on YouTube or the internet trying to figure out how to do that. And probably 20 or 30 hours later, I would be finally finishing my website. But how much time of mine would that have actually cost me? It would have been thousands of dollars of my time. The reality is, is that I'm not an expert in building websites. I don't know necessarily what color should go together, how it should flow, where things should be. And so for me to figure all of that out and then actually have a website that was what people expect to see, that's a strong website, would have taken me so much time. And the reality is I probably would not have gotten the same quality of website had I just done it myself and not outsourced it. Another example of this is that I'm working on building my email list and a weekly newsletter. I wanted to use a site called ConvertKit for that. And so that means I had to set up a landing page and get that all coordinated where when someone clicks on the landing page, they get an automatic email and then they can download my ebook and then they get put on my newsletter and then I start sending the weekly newsletters. I knew that that wasn't going to be overly complicated for me to figure out. And I started trying to figure it out on my own. At first, it was relatively easy. But then again, I went down this rabbit hole. Something wasn't working quite as I thought it should. And then I was Googling and on YouTube trying to figure out how to do it. And then I said, should I be doing this? Is there someone who can do this? And of course, I went back to Fiverr, looked up ConvertKit. Sure enough, there's a few people on there that are experts in ConvertKit. And in two days for, I think, $60, I had everything set up from my landing page to the newsletter, the whole sequencing and the automations and all of that, which probably would have taken me at least 10 hours to do. And again, if you take your hourly rate, multiply that by the number of hours that you think it might take you, you compare that number with the amount of money it's going to cost for you to outsource the task and compare those two. And if you can save a lot of money by actually outsourcing it and you don't have to deal with the headache of trying to figure out how to do something that you're probably never going to do again, then it makes so much more sense to just delegate it. Now, of course, if it's something that you're going to enjoy or you think that it's actually a skill that you're going to want to build upon in the future because it's actually a really valuable thing for you to know, sales would be a good example of that. Every entrepreneur will tell you, every business owner will tell you that one of the top skills for you to learn is how to sell. So maybe you see the value in learning how to sell and you don't want to continue to outsource that because that's a skill that you want to develop over time. Well, that's a perfect reason why you should not outsource it or delegate it. But if it's something that you're just going to do one time, like a landing page, and I don't want to be a landing page expert, then I should outsource and delegate that. Another way to be thinking about this is maybe not so much delegating or outsourcing, but I have this challenge in front of me. I could focus on how to solve that challenge, or I could be thinking of who has had this challenge before 
that's in my network that I could reach out to and ask for their help with or their guidance. So again, that's finding the right who in your life to help you get through the hurdle quicker, cheaper, with less mistakes. There's probably going to be somebody in your network who's come across the issue that you've come across with before. And that's, again, the power of surrounding yourself with the right people, the right community. If you're a self-storage investor and you're in a self-storage investing group and you're not sure if you should be buying a property that's on a land lease or you're not sure what expenses to assume, rather than trying to figure that out on your own, you could just reach out to someone who has the experience, finding the right who in your life, who has that experience, and they can just share with you their experience and help you get through that hurdle a lot quicker. So those are a few examples of switching that mindset from how to who and a few practical examples of how I've used that. If this is a relatively new concept for you and you really haven't thought of this frame shift before, a few good ways for you to start working on this would be to journal about it. Ask yourself a couple of questions like, what tasks are you doing today that could be delegated? What challenges are you having that somebody has probably solved before. So who do you know that solved this problem before? Reach out to that person. Journaling and asking yourself a few key questions like that would be a great step in the right direction. Another good step would be to audit your week. So look at all the work that you intend to do throughout the week. One method that I've adopted that was recommended through the Action Academy is called the Impact Priority Matrix. So you're listing out everything that you could possibly do this week for all of your business activities, personal finance, hobbies, whatever it is that you want to do throughout the week, you list them all out. And then you're going to draw a vertical line and a horizontal line. So you have four quadrants. And the top left is going to be things that are high urgency and high importance. Then on the top right is going to be high importance, but low urgency. The bottom left corner is going to be low importance, high urgency. And the bottom right is going to be low important, low urgency. And then you go through each of your tasks and you put them into one of those four buckets, whether it's high urgency, low urgency, high importance, low importance. Because for things that are low importance, but high urgency, they still have to be done. So for me, high importance, high urgency would be reviewing deals, analyzing deals. I want to be doing that every single day, right? Now I've actually outsourced a lot of that, but I want to make sure that I am overseeing that work, that I'm answering all the questions, that I'm fully enabling my virtual assistant to move forward. Finding deals is what will grow my net worth and grow my passive income the fastest. And so that is the most important and has the most urgency for me. Something that would be high importance, but low low urgency might be, let's say I want to make an offer on a deal, but I know that that's not due in a week and a half. And so they're calling for offers and they're not going to make a decision beforehand. I might know that I've got a little bit of time. And so I don't absolutely have to work on that deal today. I can work on a different deal that might be due sooner. So that's where thinking about when the deadline is for the actual task that you're working on and saying, is this something I have to do today? Or do I have a little bit of time? Maybe the urgency is a little bit lower. Something with high urgency, but low importance is something that's really not a needle mover, let's say, isn't going to grow your net worth, maybe isn't going to add any passive income for you or cash in the bank for you, but it's something that's due tomorrow. You know, I had to do a fair market value form for one of the assets that I'm invested in through my self-directed IRA. It's of relative low importance to me. It's something that my custodian is asking for. It's not changing my net worth. It's not giving me any extra income, but it's something that had a deadline and was urgent because my custodian said, this is due by this date. If not, then you're going to get fined for X reason. So it was urgent, but not truly important. And then the last thing would be low importance, low urgency. These are just like everyday tasks, like ordering groceries. So now you've taken all of your tasks, you've put them into all these four buckets, and then you can look at what's the high urgency,
urgency, high importance. Those are the things you're working on right now. But what are those things that are low importance, low urgency? A lot of those things are things that you really shouldn't be spending your time on and that you could find someone to help you with because a lot of those things are probably $5 an hour, $10 an hour tasks. And if you're working to grow your hourly rate to $100 or $500 or $1,000 an hour, doing those tasks is just taking away from your ability to increase your hourly rate. So that's another reason why you want to audit your week. So again, that is starting with listing out all the tasks that you're going to do that week, breaking them down into those four quadrants so that you can prioritize the work. You plan out your week and every day you're keeping track of the work that you're doing. And then you can start putting them into those buckets and seeing which ones are really ones that you could delegate or find a who for. That'll really help you again, reframing this into more of that who mindset, not the how mindset. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.